Welcome to the next HR Futures podcast brought to you by CERCAL. I'm Kevin Green. Uh, I'm the chair of CERCAL's uh, HR advisory board. Um, with me today is Andy Perkins, the global director of Kaplan Performance Academy. Welcome, Andrew. Hi, Kevin. Nice to be with you. Good. Um, I thought what we'd do is start off a little bit about you. So tell me a bit about what you currently do at Kaplan, what your role is, a bit about the organisation so people understand the context. I'm very lucky for one respect, and that is that I have been at Kaplan twice. So I was first um, working with the financial training company in 2002, and we sold our business to Kaplan. Um, I then left uh, after three years, uh, joined a company, a behavioral development company, um, and I didn't really know that what I was getting into. And to be honest with you, I'm a fi- I come from a finance background. So when I joined this behavioral development business, I thought I was going to be joining a bunch of tree huggers and beanbag throwers. <laughs> and and, and it, was, it really did open my eyes to a totally different world um, of very, very large-scale, highly designed, well-thought-through leadership development programs for some of the biggest global banks in the world. After about 10 years or so, I, um, I, I, Kaplan asked me to come back, um, and I love Kaplan very much. I like its ethos, I like its culture, I like the way it does things, I like the people. Um, and they asked me to come back because they wanted me to uh, develop, um, if you like, then they called it a corporate training business. <laughs> we would call it a professional development business, the beyond exam business, if you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that was aimed on towards their B2B clients. Um, so Kaplan has 18 odd thousand people. It operates in 34 countries. It, uh, it has about 1.3 million students passing through its exam processes every single year. And they all are successful, they go into large organizations, and we don't have a follow-through proposition. And that was my, my, my the task set to me in 2015. Fantastic. So tell me a bit about how this new development, the Performance um, uh, Academy, fits in with that broader ongoing professional development. Is it just one part of it, or is it, or is it the totality of what you're trying to do? Uh, no, to me, it is the Darwinian solution. It's the evolution of what we used to have, which was Kaplan leadership and professional development, effectively a very high-quality face-to-face uh, business, which developed both technical competence as well as behavioural confidence. Because our ethos is, is that you can feed people with as much skills and knowledge as you like, but unless you actually develop their behavioral confidence, then the application of those skills will never take place. That application, that transference of learning from the workplace, from the mm. classroom effectively into the workplace. So, but how do you make this a scalable business? And so therefore I spent a lot of time with the team. And in 2016, we started to formulate this idea of a digital learning environment, not e-learning, but a digital learning environment, an experience. And what we came up with has turned out, and we are launching it today, is the Kaplan Performance Academy. And basically it combines and integrates uh, 
very modern, very high quality designed um, learning. Learning journeys, uh, learning topics, digital asynchronous learning. We also put in there assessments, and these assessments actually help to personalize the learning journey for the individual. But, to, but that's, that, that looks after the, if you like, the, the what it is, the learning. But what about the how? And so therefore we have built an extraordinary, diverse, global coaching team. People from a whole range of different backgrounds, all properly, all properly qualified, all experienced, all hand-selected, all interviewed, 12 different countries, 14 different languages. And these coaches work with the individual learners help them apply their learning back into the world so let me just sort of so, so from an, a client perspective on an organization you know what's the need that this product is meeting what is this doing that's different from what's been out there and in the market uh, for the last four or five years i mean there's a plethora of e-learning there's lots of coaching businesses there's lots of people is it the combination of what you're bringing together that makes yeah. this unique and different yeah i think our secret source is the integration it's what i call the holy trinity those three elements measurement live and asynchronous working together and as you say there are fantastic coaching platforms and there are fantastic learning platforms but no one's actually brought them two together i think the other thing is is that i have a very deep belief in what i call the democratization of learning I think too often people focus on high potentials without looking after those really fantastic people in the heart of the business. I think that's fascinating because one of the things, you know, that I spend a lot of time talking to HR directors and one of the things I've picked up through this, you know, this whatever it is we've been going through, this COVID thing, is this, you know, it's, it's, it's brought into stark view, I think, some of the failures of middle management people within the middle of organizations that are leading and managing teams who may be quite technically competent but all of a sudden have been you know in a crisis of having to inspire and motivate and operate in a different way than they're used to and have found it incredibly difficult so one of the things i loved about when we talked about this before was that democratization that ability to bring coaching and learning to people that are often ignored by organizations particularly yeah. large corporates yeah i think i think there is a, a huge neglected um if you like uh, deoxygenated areas of businesses where learning is just not being properly applied. And I, and I think learning is, a, is going to be a very important tool in the organization's toolkit um, in terms of, uh, of bringing people together, reigniting teams, but also bringing people around towards a common, a common goal, a common intent. It's not just about learning for learning's sake or learning to collect badges. It's about using learning to actually start to carve and create your culture. Mm. Uh, it's also, I think, about bringing people together as part of a brand. And I think some companies do that really well through their learning programs. But you're right. I do think this democratization is very important. But, as I said, I'm a finance guy. You're going to have to do it, afford you're going to have to do it affordably. You're going to have to make sure that you can have the right and appropriate price points for the right appropriate levels within the business. Uh, and that's what we've done with our platform. 
Um, and we, our coaches are broken down between the very senior coaches, but also we also have coaches which are more relevant for first-time managers. And therefore, mm. price points reflect the different sector or sections they're aiming at. So again, this could be, you know, if I'm a global HR director, this could be a solution. This enables me to deliver learning in multiple countries, to do it with some consistency. There may be particular approaches. They may be, I don't know, looking at productivity or agile working. And, and again, this could be, you know, this could provide learning material, but also I think that coaching support about application, you know, how do you get the team to, you know, to take some risks, to uh, <coughs> respond quickly? How do you facilitate their learning and their development? So that blend, I think, is, is incredibly powerful for organizations that are looking at this you know, I don't know, this missing layer of managers, which are really key to reigniting, re-energizing and refocusing their business as they come back from this health crisis. I think you're absolutely right, Kevin. I think that, um, you know, to my mind, the platform can deliver consistency at scale affordably. And, and our, our diverse coaching team isn't necessarily because the coaches will be operating in these countries. It also is to re- try and reflect the diversity of the workforce of our clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and so therefore, who will you feel more comfortable talking to? Who do you want to actually, who do you think you have empathy with? And on our platform, you can make those decisions. You can choose your coach. You can have chemistry sessions. You can choose it by region, by language, by speciality, by sector. Now, we have, we have coaches on the platform who have coached Nobel Prize winners. We've got mm-hmm. a fantastic Chinese coach who has an incredible investment banking background. We have Arab coaches, we have Indian coaches, we have African, American, we have European coaches. And it basically we want to try and make sure that we can provide for all people. So again, I love the client bit. So from a learner perspective, say I'm a, a manager somewhere in the organization and I'm looking at an organization, I'm going to have to restructure, I'm going to have to do a lot of a lot of change, I suspect. You know, what this platform would give me is the ability to do, you know, knowledge sessions, learning sessions at the time when I want to do them in the evenings, at weekends, early in the morning. It then gives me a coach which I can choose to help me apply that learning to the real experience that I'm going through with my team. So, again, just talk a bit about what you think it gives the learner. I mean, I can see the organizational benefits, you know, scalable learning interventions at the right price point, um, uh, adaptability to my for my managers, an element of choice. So this is great from a client perspective, but I also think it's really powerful from a learner's perspective. Yeah, I think it's personalized. I think what you'll find is through through our there's there's a few things uh, I think that. I, 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 I am a little bit cynical sometimes because I've been involved in some of the most beautiful uh, learning programs that I can remember, um, and they failed. And they haven't failed because of bad design, and they haven't failed because of bad delivery. They failed because of very, very poor learning environments. The learner has not been supported. And I think that is one of the greatest wastes that actually happens. The line manager doesn't know what the learner's doing, the line manager isn't helping the learner. On our platform, one of the things that we do to help the learner is we, we almost kidnap the managers into the platform. <laughs> and we use a very simple, simple method. We use longitudinal 180s. 
but they're not behavioral 180s they're actually more at content and based upon the actual course or the learning journey that the person is on and so therefore we have a benchmark 180 between that manager and line manager and report and we have an end 180 as well yeah. we also have built in workplace assignments so what we're trying to do is to make sure that the learner is given every support in in a disciplined way both by the line manager by the working environment but also by the coach and the learning journeys are actually personalized so if you are financial lit- financially literate and we can see that why do you have to go through a financial literacy yeah. you know it's not worth it and so therefore the different modules are the different journeys are truncated or expanded based upon your skills gaps sounds great and one of the things i was also interested in is 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 when we talked previously you were talking about data so i'm an hr director i've got a very dispersed workforce um we decide to use your product what this is also giving me is a way in which i can get real-time information and, and evaluation about what people have done the difference it's made so i i can see some kind of progress and, and and you know movement over time because that's hugely important isn't it you know i invest but i need to look at the return and again one of the things that i think you were talking about which i thought was really quite exciting and and, and a strong element was this you know i've got some data i've got visibility of progress yeah you're absolutely right because the the other you know my 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 finance background means that i want to also incorporate what we call learning governance into the platform learning governance to me is about how much are we spending where is it being spent why is it being spent on who is it being spent and what's actually been what's the impact what's the value of that expenditure now the platform delivers all that learning governance at either a micro or a macro level but it also allows the manager to monitor their staff progress through the learning journeys and also through the coaching now we we package up our coaching in you know as a as a as a headline in six, in six units uh, or six sessions now the sessions are obviously confidential but you can track how you know how the uh, learner or the individual is progressing through those coaching sessions and at the end of the coaching project the coachee will give feedback on the coach um so there's there, there is there is controls and tracking and trackability built in throughout the actual platform fantastic um tell me about what's the ambition you know it, it sounds like you've invested quite a lot of time and energy over the last couple of years you know getting that coaching group of people together is no easy task i'm sure getting great e-learning and or online content is something that takes time and investment so clearly you've invested a lot of time and energy in in this product and this you know it sounds something that's quite innovative and quite different tell me what's the ambition you know where will it be in 2 years time is it something that's going to be you know you know it's going to be on the tip of hr directors and chief execs tongues because they've seen the impact what's your you know I I can imagine you're quite an ambitious person Andy so I'm sure it's, you've got some it, numbers it, 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 well actually actually Kevin it's not 2 years 
I dug up. I, my boss is a chap called Andy Tempty, who's the chief exec in the US, and he is a fantastic boss. Uh, we got on so well. I've known him for a long time, and uh, we got on incredibly well. So I actually track back that there's an email dated the 17th of May 2016 when I first actually mentioned the platform. So five years on Sunday, I'm going to have a pint of beer and just sit back and say, that's a good, that's a good story. The ambition to change the world. I, Ooh, lovely. Learn, I believe in learning. I believe in good quality learning. I have seen very poor quality learning. I've seen very poor quality design learning. I've seen badly bought learning. I have seen badly implemented learning. I've seen learning which has made absolutely no difference at all. Shocking waste of money. And as an accountant, I think that is disgraceful. What I'd like to be able to do is to be able to deliver a completely digital learning experience, but one that is personalized, not just vanilla, generic, Netflix-type stuff, but one that is relevant to Kevin, one that's relevant to Andy, so that the platform isn't just a one-hit wonder. It becomes, as as I grow through an organization, my learning journeys will change. My coach will change. I may want a different style of coach. I want to make a, a more experienced coach. I may want a coach in a different country. And I would like to see Kaplan Performance Academy to become ubiquitous within corporate professional development. Sounds exciting. I think, I think you, 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 you're, you're onto something significant here. And I, I, think, um, I think many people will be... Uh, uh, reflecting on that pint of beer you have on Sunday, five years, five years. It's great to bring it, you know, to market, and you you've clearly done the hard work in getting it ready to deploy. And now it's just about spreading the word. So, yeah. how do people find out more about it? So, the people that listen well, to this podcast, where do they go to find out a bit more? Well, well, I think the first thing to do, if they'd like, uh, and I and I really like it because you know I'm very proud of. It's, 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 this has been an effort of over 200 people. Now, we have not, we have not missed a drumbeat during this apocalypse, this appalling crisis. Now, I have a US team, I have a Hungarian team, I have a UK team. It's a brilliant, it's, it, it is Kaplan expertise and Kaplan individuals at their very, very best. But if people would like to actually find out more about it, I'd like them to contact me directly. I'd actually take personal uh, I take personal pride in talking, talking to them, and I will uh, give them a personal guided tour of the platform. Fantastic. So if we put your email, is that the right way to do it? You can put my email address, you can put my phone number. I, will talk, I, will, I, I talk to people all the time. And because from two o'clock in the afternoon, um, and, and, and it's interesting, I live my life in America. Uh, yeah. In my mornings in the UK. So remote working for me is something which I was completely unprepared for when I first came back to Kaplan. And it's something I've got used to. So I'll happily talk to anybody, anytime, any place, anywhere. Fantastic. I think that's a great, um, a great thing, you know, and, and again, what you'll get is the, the direct conversation from organizations that are giving you feedback and, hmm. and asking lots of questions. So again, there's always refinements at the beginning of these things. So I think that's a great opportunity to have the, the director that's accountable to, you know, engage with people that are exploring it and, 
and thinking about whether it will fit their organization, their learning agenda. Um, so let's just sort of finish off. I mean, a little bit about you. So, I mean, one of the things you've said a few times during this is I'm a finance man. And then you've talked really passionately about learning. And, yeah. and again, I would say in my experience, uh, uh, being in business, I don't know, 40 odd years, that's quite a rare combination. Uh, uh, yeah. Someone that's numerate, commercial, uh, finance, uh, accountant, who also is hugely passionate about learning. So I'm just interested in a little bit, how did that come about? How did those wow. two things, you know? I, 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 I just feel one of the luckiest people around, you know, I, I really do. And, and I describe myself actually as a cross-dresser because, <laughs> because I, 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 I've actually lectured in high volume. I used to have an accounting practice for about 13 years in the West End of London, which we built to be quite successful. But I was also uh, lecturing. I was actually lecturing auditing, can you imagine? And I did a lot of it. I mean, a huge amount of it, you know, both uh, for students and also for people who are qualified all over the world. And then I was asked to become chief executive of a business called EW Fact PLC. It was mm. the first learning business to be quoted on the UK Stock Exchange. Um, and that's how I moved from, if you like, an accountancy partner into lecturing into uh, helping to build and run learning businesses and I actually first uh, launched uh, a digital platform with uh, uh, Singaporean investors in 1999 called TMS Online when the when the uh, when the e-commerce didn't exist and uh, the web uh, I, I think I can't I remember looking at Google thinking what am I going to look at what am I going to search for because there wasn't much there and I also had an email address called AP1 at CompuServe. So, so it was the Wild West days. I think that I, I enjoy learning or education very, very much indeed. I think it's very important for people to equip themselves with proper skills. I, I love accounting. I love being financially numerate. I love being commercially, uh, uh, having good commercial acumen. But I also think when it comes to leadership and followership, these things you need to understand the raw concepts, but then you need to apply them. And I think that the experiential side of learning is something which I truly, truly believe in, and I think is often missed in large organizations. You come up with an MBA, you come up with an MA in leadership, um, but as Warren Buffett says, you know, when the tide goes out, you can often see who's not wearing any trunks. And I think that's, that's what this crisis is showing us. I have seen people, some people grow and say, right, I can lead through adversity. I can be courageous and selfless. I can be innovative and creative. I've also seen some so-called leaders completely shrivel and shrink and be overwhelmed by the ambiguity of what we're living through. So, yeah, I, I feel like a very lucky guy. So, final question then. 30 seconds, you know, this is going to be listened to by HR directors on the Circle platform. We'll put it on iTunes and Spotify. So if you were saying, why should an HR director come and look at Kaplan Performance Academy? You know, in 30 seconds, just give them that soundbite, that thing that's going to really go, yeah, we need to have a real serious look at this. We can make learning work. 
we can actually help you make learning a very important part of the reignition of your business as you come out of this crisis. And beyond that, I think we can actually help you deliver learning much deeper into your organization consistently and affordably. Fantastic, Andy. Thank you for spending the time talking to us. I'm, uh, I'd like to be spending that pint with you on Sunday, but we'll have to leave that for some point in the future when we're all not social distancing and the pubs are open. But um, well done on launching the, the, the Academy. It sounds a fantastic product. I think you're going to have uh, some fantastic conversations off the back of this and other marketing activity. So thank you for spending the time talking to us this morning. Great pleasure, Kevin, and thank you very much indeed.